0: Hi, everyone. My name is Minogia from San Jose State Girls Who Code, and you are listening to the It Girl podcast. Our mission is to inspire other women to excel in the tech world. And on this show, I'm excited to introduce to you Katherine. She's a level three software engineer and also a content creator on the side. When I was thinking about it actually a few minutes ago it's crazy how things always come back around in a full circle because Catherine was actually my teacher and mentor when I did Girls Who Code in high school and I never thought I would do it again in college let alone even interview her so this is a great opportunity and I think Catherine has a lot of valuable insights that she could share with all of us today.
1: Yeah i uh- Catherine. Thanks for having me. Um, I taught with Girls Who Code back in 2019. Um, and such an amazing experience. And I've been working as a software engineer for about five years now. And yeah, excited to talk about that. I also um, have a YouTube channel where I upload programming tutorials, day in the life, stuff about software development. Um, and I have courses on LinkedIn Learning for those wanting to learn how to code.
0: I think we all want to just start with how you, you know, ended up in computer science and uh, maybe like back in high school or college and kind of what, where your passion started and what kind of led you to pick up this major. Sure. I
1: I was not lucky like Pinogia in that finding computer science in high school. I didn't find it until college and got really lucky. I always uh, loved math and science, but I didn't really know like computer science was a thing people do. I thought it was all just hardware based. It was all robotics. And that was kind of the world I was taught about in high school and growing up. And like, I thought about like engineering, like if you like math, everyone tells you to go into engineering. And for that program, one of the classes, the requirements was computer science. And it had, like, an hour lab time. And then these other requirements, like physics and uh, chemistry, they had, like, four-hour labs. So I was like, okay, first semester, let's do the hour lab class requirement um, to not go too hard into that. And then I just ended up loving computer science. And I went to Vassar, which is a liberal arts school. And so, like... A lot of people like, just don't know computer science exists. And so like to be able to take it and everyone in the class, like no one else had really done a lot of computer science. And so it was really cool to kind of learn it from the ground up. And I was really lucky to have incredible like we called them like computer science coaches, but they are like teaching assistants. So to have that support really helped Uh, And then I just kind of took it from there and ended up not doing the engineering program and just did like all the computer
0: science classes. That's so interesting that um, you started it because of like, you weren't ever even like thinking about going into um, computer science, because I feel like it's a lot more structured now, at least in high school, there's so many programs and opportunities for us. So from that, we saw that you first started off as a marketing intern, so
1: yeah, I am like the marketing internship was something at a high school that um, I just like found online and like did it wasn't anything it was like making PowerPoints it was really you know boring <laughs> nothing crazy and then I was also really getting into film at the time and so I did like a film internship and that was kind of like working with you know the like lawyer commercials the like <laughs> like 90s style with the green screen um I or so. like the car the car salesman commercials oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I the yeah. um so I worked with this guy to create those over the course of the summer and like that was super fun but I was at that point like I had started computer science and I was like maybe I should do some tech stuff and then um was, like, just really looking online for ways to, like, make money in college and um, to be able to, like, go out and support myself in college. And, um, like, just being a mobile representative, whether it's for, like, um, Adobe or at that time it was Yik Yak or whatever mobile app of the moment is, you know, they want to get college students into, uh, that was where I found some opportunities to kind of get into like, the tech space, but not so much from a software, like, standpoint, but more from, like, I guess, marketing and, like,
0: like, something to get your foot in the door. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Out of curiosity, what is Yik Yak? Was that, like, um, something, (laughs) like, a popular, like, service then, or? Yeah, Yik
1: Yak was, like, a, I don't know, I I think they, they, like, shut down, and then now they've, like, restarted, but it was kind of, like, an anonymous Twitter, So people would post things like in, and it would be location-based. And so like you would log on and it would only show you the stuff that's posted in your area. And people would post like jokes or like, you know, things that happened in their classes. Like things are like (laughs) anonymous. Um, But yeah, but like just like to have a pulse on like what's going on on campus.
0: Um, So yeah, going back, I guess since we're in the topic of college and things, I guess I didn't really choose to major in computer science, even though I did enjoy it in high school. I decided to go and do business and finance instead, which I really like too. but I think a lot of it had to also do with some of the intimidation and a lot of barriers to entry in that field. I don't
1: know. It's interesting because since Vassar was liberal arts, a lot of people took computer science, like not really thinking about it. Um, So there were, it was probably like 30% women and like our classes which is like a good amount like yeah. you know it's not great but it's <laughs> the bars on the ground <laughs> um like whereas like today in my day-to-day job like it's definitely less than it was when i was learning it um i think like the biggest barrier is like you're constantly like no one really growing up like no one teaches you uh computer science like and math, like you're growing up you're always taught about math or you're always taught about english but computer science you're kind of learning one plus one when you get to college and so to go from that to like essentially calculus by the time you graduate like building a compiler building an operating system and that sort of thing it's like a lot and i don't like and i think people recognize that it's hard but people think it's hard it's difficult it's impossible and don't look at it, is it's, it's just a lot of stuff to learn. And I think for me, the key was finding people, whether it was like professors I trusted or um, TAs, that I could go to their office, office hours and be able to talk to them um, and really like get an understanding
0: of the topics. Um, but it's hard, like So it does um, seem very difficult And I honestly, it's so inspiring to see women still, you know, endure that and go through that and still succeed at the end of the day. And I'm glad it's getting better through these programs and things. Um, Are you a big, big advocate for that? Because. uh, Yeah, absolutely. Whenever I can, like I try to, um, yeah, we
1: like, I I've worked with girls who cut a couple of times since then, but I do wish it was more a part of like the day to day to do that. It's something like I like, yeah, it's hard.
0: <laughs> no, but it's still good, you know that you're like able to take time because I feel like that summer for me was really inspirational and um, I learned a lot and it's more than just you go into it just thinking, oh, I'm gonna learn how to code, but it's it's so much more than that. It's like sisterhood, like I'm still in contact mm-hmm. with you know the people that are there and we're still in contact, you know It's just this form of unity that you're able to create and inspiration and empowerment to do whatever you want to do, not just um, computer science. So I think
1: that um, is great. Yeah, there's the technical aspect, but I think, like, to your point, the community aspect so much more to, like, feel like you have the support and, like, you know, there are always going to be things that you can't figure out um, or, like, you can figure it out, but it's going to take you, like, just a long time. So to be able to, like, ask someone that's already had that experience
0: or faced a similar bug and to have that community of
1: people you can go to
0: is huge. Yes, Exactly. Um, I guess this kind of ties into imposter syndrome in general, and I know a lot of people face imposter syndrome all the time. I faced it a lot too when I was just starting out coding because there's a lot you need to know, and it just feels very intimidating at times. How do you deal with imposter syndrome, and do you still feel it at the level you are in today? Yeah, I think like imposter syndrome, it comes
1: at um, like I feel like it, the most most of it came up when I was first learning computer science because it's hard to prove to yourself that you can figure out this bug or this problem or build this thing if you don't have things to point to to say like oh I built this other thing like that was really hard I was able to build that you know I should be able to figure out this thing or like I will being um, confident in that in the fact that you will figure out this thing. Um, But once you have a few experiences under your belt, you're able to like point to a piece of work and be like, okay, that's a new feature. I want to lead that. I've led some you know, features before, built some projects before. I'm going to tackle this thing I don't know how to do yet and kind of step into that and be okay with that. Um, I think that's like a very hard thing to learn how to do. But then once you do that, you can slowly kind of work towards getting um, like working on bigger projects and bigger initiatives and knowing like, it's okay to ask for, you know, ask for help, ask questions. And it's like part of the job.
0: Yeah. So where does your confidence and motivation come I have to think about that one. (laughs) I think it's just, I
1: think it's always interesting to get like a new problem. Like something, like once you've tackled a certain amount of problems, like there starts to become a pattern and you're like, oh, I've seen that before. And I think that really helps build your confidence if you're like, oh, that's similar to these other two issues that we solved last year, or we're having this issue again, it's something we've already faced and this is how we solved it. And then like, once you get something new, new, then it's like, oh wait, now we get to step back and we really get to think about this because it's... You know, not something you see every day. And it's more like a welcome to challenge versus when you're starting off, it's like every single little thing is challenging and something you haven't seen before, like from your syntax errors and then you have these logic errors and then these connectivity errors. Like they're all just, it, you know, it seems like a big page of red. And then, you know, you have to slowly kind of piece it down, which can be intimidating at first. But once you like piece it down into, The individual problems and kind of break it apart it becomes
0: easier to tackle just if you if you were I think most of the listeners here are students and they just want to take advice from you and figure their their selves out and it's really hard when you're in college and everything seems so big with all the knowledge you have now what advice would you um give them yeah that's hard I think there's like a lot lot of pieces (laughs) of advice I think like
1: Definitely one would be in applying to jobs, like try like figuring out a brand for you, for yourself in applying to these jobs. Like there are, you know, so many, um, computer science students. There's so many people every year that graduate with a computer science degree, but if you can brand yourself as someone that's, you know, interested in film and entertainment, And maybe you did this side project, you know, aligned with that and, like, that's your brand and those are the things you want to go into. Or maybe you're in health tech or maybe you're fintech or whatever your brand is, like, having that and then having some experience, even if it's just, like, working on something, like, in school or on the side or, like, a summer project you did on... Something you do for fun, whatever, like having some kind of brand that you can communicate because it's going to make it easier for recruiters to put you up and be like, let's hire this person. Like, it's easy for them to pitch um, a brand versus just like, they're a computer science student that has a 4.0. Like, that's great, but you know, there are a billion copies of you. Like, how do you make yourself unique in that process? Um, And then, like, you know, everyone's going to make mistakes, everyone's going to make errors, and like, learning to be okay with that and like learn from that, I think is a big thing too.
0: That's really good advice. The branding thing. I'm like, I need to apply that to myself because if you really do think about it, like there's so many like copies of people doing the same major, you know, um, same classes, but what really differentiates you is your passions and your interests. And you don't need to lie about that. I'm sure everyone has certain passions and interests mm-hmm. even if they don't directly relate like you know film and entertainment doesn't directly relate to computer science but you could find a way to tie it in and I feel like you found a way to tie it in um through your YouTube channel which is um, mm-hmm. a great way how did you get started with that yeah I think
1: um well the YouTube channel I it's kind of like a long story but one uh, basically my friend had asked me to make Her like I had had one computer like one semester of computer science under my belt, and I was like, okay, cool, I can code. Like I can do hello world. Like I can definitely build an app. That's my friend was like. (laughs) So my friend was like, hey, you know, we want to make this app where you turn your face into an emoji. Um, So I was like, oh, I can totally build that for you. I've had one semester of computer science. Like I love coding. Like this is going to be great. And then I looked on YouTube and I was like watching all these videos and I was like, wait, this is actually very difficult and hard. Like, this is, well, it's, it's not that it's impossible. It's just a lot to learn in order to build that. And then I, like, as I was watching these videos, I was like, oh, that would be a fun thing to do, like one day, like make videos on YouTube. Like, there's not a lot of diversity there. And, you know, I think people would watch, you know, tutorials And I had already been, like, um, or, like, later, like, a year later, I was, like, a computer science teaching assistant, and I really liked teaching. And then I had, like, a summer off, or, like, it wasn't off. It was, like, a research position, but it wasn't very intense, and so I had a lot of extra time. So I was, like, maybe, like, now's the time to, like, make some videos, and so then I made some videos about the terminal, which is something that's like built onto every machine, whether it's the command prompt or the terminal, if you're on Mac or Windows. Um, So did a few videos about that, uh, like little short ones of like, how to use CD or LS or dir these commands, Um, and just really enjoyed making them. And then I did this like 30 days of code series and that really blew up my channel. Um, And now I just like make videos on stuff I learned because it's fun. Uh, then it helps
0: people, which is cool too. So, yeah, that's great. When you, um, that's a great story. Honestly, I actually didn't even know that. Um, I remember during Girls for Code, we would all be like, "Oh my god, she's famous on YouTube." <laughs> <laughs> a lot of <laughs> I remember Blondie bites on YouTube. It's just like you know, because like, it's so unique. Because it's like how how many computer science majors do you meet that have like a big following on YouTube posts like, and are able to make know, like, a difference? You know, like- and, um it kind of leads back to you mentioned your interest in mentor like being a mentor and teaching people which i think is great because mm-hmm. I feel like it's really important to make an impact for like what your major is which is kind of why I also decided to join girls who code now because I was honestly inspired by you and like the TCS where how you guys were able to help us I want to do the same to um other people or other people that are interested in computer science but don't have the resources to reach um, them. I'm like rambling, but <laughs> I guess I always want to say, like, what is your inspiration to becoming a mentor and wanting to help others? I think part of it's
1: like I was helped. Like kind of what you were saying is like yeah. I was helped so much. Like um like for me without my like computer science coaches or the TAs, like they're you know, it would have been it wouldn't have been impossible, but it would have been much harder to yeah. pursue computer science and like to be able to go to these office hours and ask any question you want on, um, and to, ha- you know, to be able to go to different people and have it explained in all these different ways. Um, I found just so useful in my journey, especially cause I didn't find it till college. And so for me, like it's a really big deal to be able to help someone in middle school or high school, or mm-hmm. even at the college level, like find computer science or even after college, like, um, to help them find computer science and then like be able to provide the support of like videos or whatever it may be so that they can continue their journey. Like for me, that was so, so important. And so to be able to provide that to other people is like huge.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's very, very inspiring. And it probably feels good for you to know that your kindness is also being passed around like for me and probably other people that you've mentored. (laughs) It's like a yeah, it's <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> um, but going back making the most out of your major I know that there's like a lot of conferences that are offered I know you particularly talked about the Grace Hoppers conference how do you get your foot into the door into these type of conferences how valuable are they for people trying to break through tech or get their first job
1: for me it was the most important thing like the Grace Hopper celebration was at the Grace Hopper conference like that to me is, it's an opportunity. And like, I'm sure there are other conferences out there for sure that are job fairs. But at this conference, it's every tech company you've ever heard of is there. And you have, you know, your stack of resumes and you go up to all these different booths and you're like, Hi, my name is Catherine and you know, this is what I like and this is what I wanna do. And they ask you like, Are you interested in back end and front end? And like as a college student, you're like, I don't know. (laughs) 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 Just hire me. Like, whatever you need, I'll be there like you go up to one booth and you pretend you're a data scientist. You'll go up to another booth and be like, "I'm, you know this." Yeah. Um. But you basically, it's an opportunity. And like, you, I remember I went up to like one booth and I like said the wrong company name, and then I was like, "Oh, I guess I'm not working there." Oh. <laughs> uh, and I had another one where I had like popcorn in my teeth because they like hand out snacks at these conferences. Like, so you just like go and you and you have you know a hundred plus opportunities to like try to figure out your elevator pitch and like get yourself across and um i actually like that's how i found my position with comcast and mbc and like my friend had told me like oh you love you know harry potter and you know the theme parks and stuff like you know there's a comcast booth and i was like comcast i don't know if i want to work there like (laughs) but i guess i'll go and so then i went up to their booth and then i i saw it was like comcast mbc universal and I was really interested in working on the NBC Universal side, and that's how I got my first internship. Like, I went up to them. It was like the second day, so maybe don't go to your first one, like the one you really want, the first day. Like, so you can like warm up. up. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and like see how it goes. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely like having those resumes printed out, or at least that's what it was at the time when I was doing it. But like having a one pager resume of like this is my brand. This is what I like. This is what I want to do. And having like um, a
0: perspective on tech, like you want to use tech to do what? Um, yeah. I think it's a great way too, because um, you said there are like a hundred plus like boots lined up and stuff. So you get to mess up or like, you know, don't do so well. There's so many people that like the odds of you like connecting with one person is pretty high, which is great. Cause I always hear people talking about the Grace Hoppers. I think it was virtual last year. But I think we're mm-hmm. it back in person now, and I think it's more—it's uh, more beneficial in person. Oh, that, uh, yeah, face-to-face yeah. connection and stuff.
1: And you can also, um, when you go up to their booth, like you can ask, like, "Are you doing interviews later today?" And, like, mm, that okay. is a way to, like, kind of get your foot in the door for, for an interview. And, like, if they really don't like you, they'll be like, no, they're all full. <laughs> but mm-hmm. if they like you-ish, like, maybe they were on the fence. I don't know. But then they'd be like, oh, yeah, we actually do have some slots today. Because um, a lot of them do interviews on site.
0: Um, so do you have any other tips when talking to recruiters in general? I know you already mentioned a lot of, like, important things. I also like if once
1: you're in the interview, like this is one of the best pieces of, pieces of advice I had got. Um, it was when you're in the interview, like, and this can maybe sound like not the best, but like, like kind of act like you already have the job, and this is the first project you're working on. So it kind of alleviates the pressure because you're, you know, you're nervous because it's your first. Project you're working on with a job that, like, act like this is a person you're working with, they're on your team, they're there to help you through it. You need to ask them questions to get, like, onboarded onto this new problem that you're trying to solve and kind of taking that approach with it versus, like, this is an interview, they're evaluating you, and that kind of really
0: intimidating aspect. That's actually really good advice because I know the coding interviews can be very challenging. How did you? take on the responsibility to get promotions and um, reach, you know, level three software engineering or like continue to um, grow in your career? I think the biggest thing you have to do is make yourself
1: valuable. And like one way I have found to do that is to specialize in an area of the code base or in a technology that the team uses. So for me, that was infrastructure, like, and part of it, I was really intimidated by the code base. And so it's like, I'm going to work on infrastructure because less people are working on it, less intimidating, um, less intense code reviews. So I'm going to focus on that. So I did AWS and cloud infrastructure, mostly for the first like year or so I focused mostly on that and then like CICD pipelines. And so these are things like the team uses and, a lot of people are not experts on them. So finding an area that, you know, there's not a lot of experts in and like, and you can kind of go in there and be like, okay, I'm going to be the expert on notifications, and like how our team does notifications, or it could be the cloud infrastructure piece, or it could be the analytics piece. Like I'm going to make all of our dashboards and be really, really good at that. Uh, because I find it can be really overwhelming when you join a team and they're like, You know, there's security. There's all these different things you can work on, authentication. And so just picking one of those and then picking up work in that section and then becoming really good at that. And then you can say, well, I'm our team's expert in this and this and this. Like it makes it easier um, to like vouch for your promotion. If I, if you're the go to person for notifications or, you know, uh, A B testing or whatever it is.
0: That's a that's that's a really good way, like specializing in something. But do you think that when you do specialize in something, uh, does that kind of pigeonhole you in a way? Like, are the exit opportunities hard if you wanted to go into something else, or is it not that in that case? So
1: it's a balance. Um, I think when you're first joining a team, and there's a lot of different things you can pick up, like pick up one thing, um, (laughs) and then like. After that, it's like, okay, great. I became really good at cloud infrastructure. And like now, like I I initially like started on the team working on that. And now I'm more advised in that. So I'll be like, you know, other people will do the like work. And then I'll be like, well, have you tried this? Have you tried this? And they'll come to me and they'll like ask questions and that sort of thing. But I don't really take on like stories, like user stories or work within that like realm. Like I try to focus now more on like feature work. Um, or specific features we're trying to add to our product and like planning those out and working with product and other teams um, to create features in the x app. Uh, so I work on the Xfinity speed test, but, and that sort of thing. So it's something like different than I was previously worked on, like work, like was working on. But I think if you generalize in everything to start, it's hard for you to become the go-to person for anything. Um, so like, it's a balance. Like, you definitely don't want to like forever pigeonhole yourself into one thing. But I find like focusing on something for three to six months, like a domain, can be really helpful in getting you up to speed so that you can answer questions as they come up from management or product or other teams.
0: Definitely. And it seems like you do have a good amount on your plate where you're, um, you know, doing the content creating and software engineering. So, how do you You know a work life balance? Because I know even for people, in college that are doing computer science it could get really hectic at times where you're doing like leap code on the side you're trying to practice these new languages and also be a part of courses and then do like an internship on the side so how do you yeah yeah it's definitely like um
1: yeah I like initially when I was doing it in college it was like okay I need to set myself apart I need to get a job like that was kind of the reason I did it but then now it's more like I do it for fun so if I want to make a video, I'll make a video. If I don't want to make a video, I won't make a video. Um, or if I want to work on this course, great. but I try to only do it if I really, really want to do it. I've thought about taking like, the side hustle like, as, you know, the main hustle, and that's like the only thing I do. But I think content creation can be really, really exhausting, and so it is like a very big step to like go into that world. And like, if you do that, then like, you would you lose your tech? Credibility because you're no longer working in tech. Like I like t- teaching things that I'm learned as I learn about them. Um, yeah. And as like once I learn something, like being able to teach it right after. um So I like doing both. And then I'm also very lucky to have a management that supports it. So if I have to like go for a week to like film something, like they're okay with it and I can take the time off and it's fine. Uh, so I think having that communication with your management of like, you know, these are the things that make me happy. These are the things I wanted to do with my career and working with them to carve out a path of what you want, I think is key.
0: That's great. I love that for you. Um, I think, I think this was a great session. We learned um, a lot of things and I thank you again for joining. Um, I love that we are still so in touch. This is our first podcast and you're our first guest. So, yeah, yeah, I love girls who code and it's been a great to be on the podcast.